Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni, and joining me is Shay Dixon. Shay, I'm a little under the weather, as okay. you can probably tell from the voice, but but that's all right because it's a road game this week, so I don't I don't have to leave leave my apartment. We're good. You can just chill there. I uh, I had a little head cold last weekend. It took me about a week to get over, so I think everybody's got it. It's coming yeah. across. A and football team had it, and then everybody's now getting it. So. I, was, I was gonna say it just started sweeping through the South, like just started taking us all out. But this is the preview podcast for LSU and Arkansas. Um, this has been a really interesting game to preview and to look at throughout the week. You know, to talk to Brian Kelly about it. Um, there's a lot of different places to start. Uh, I think just. To start things off on the injury report side, I'll, I'll let, throw it over to you first. I was not the Brian Kelly presser yesterday, but I did listen to it. But uh, I'll let you uh, kind of unravel the Dellinger situation, and uh, I think that's pretty much it, right? Seven banks. But... Yeah, and Dellinger is good to go. I mean, it sounds like he's potentially going to be rotated back into the offensive line. I'd be surprised if he started. Um, mm-hmm. Seven banks who suffered that injury at Auburn, that neck injury which he likened to what Major Burns was dealing with, uh, is not back yet, won't be back this weekend. So really Dellinger was the only person that's been injured at this point that's been contributing that is still kind of hit and miss day to day as the week goes, but it looks like he'll be he'll be good to go. A lot of LSU fans, though, like the O-line right now, even though they yeah. like Garrett Dellinger, they just like the the camaraderie of the group, or however you want to say it, the chemistry, uh, yeah. the the chemistry that they've had in the past few games, which Dellinger's been hurt for, so 
there's some thought, obviously. Do you use him? Do you not use him? We'll see come Saturday. He's a good player, obviously, but they have been clicking with the five they've got. Uh, Brad Davis, former Arkansas uh, O-line coach, nice. assistant Brad Davis, will go up there and uh, and be the one in charge of making that decision. And then we did say, we said this earlier in the week on the mailbag, mailbag pod, but people were wondering if Armani Goodwin was injured in the win over Bama because he got like one carry and then didn't play again. Brian Kelly said that was just Frank Wilson's rotation, and uh, they wanted to lean heavy on, obviously, Josh Williams. John Emery got some run. Uh, Noah Kane was in there a little bit. So we'll see how that flushes out this weekend in terms of running back carries. But, yes, Emery's fine. Garrett Dellinger, your normal starting left guard, who's been out for three games now, maybe more, mm-hmm. um, is kind of iffy day-to-day. It sounds like he's going to play, but iffy as to whether or not they actually put him in the game. So, yeah, he'll and, um, be ready to roll. Arkansas yeah, is a lot more banged up than LSU is. Yes, yes, definitely. That's the reality right now. KJ Jefferson, their quarterback, is being called a game dime decision. There's been some people saying that he doesn't even practice during the weeks. He's so banged up at this point. Um, if they don't go with him, they'll end up going with Malik Hornsby, which would be, in my opinion, a pretty big drop off. Uh, Miles Slusher is probably their best def- defensive back, at least, is out for this game. Um, they're banged up. They're more banged up than LSU is for sure. Yeah. I mean, the slusher, um, incident where he's suspended for this week is really painful for them. Cause obviously Jalen Catalan, their you know, all conference defensive back was hurt early in the season has missed the entire year. So, you know, Catalan out still slusher out now secondaries really dry. I mean, I think Dwight McLaughlin might be their best defensive back. at this Oh, point. no doubt. Yeah, former LSU quarterback, if people are thinking, where do I know that name, um, transferred to Arkansas this offseason. Yeah, and he, he's, he's been fine this year, but they, they just – they're so short-handed on, in the back end. Uh, uh, if we start just looking at this game uh, from an overall perspective, I think defensively for Arkansas, they've been really poor this year, uh, allowed uh, over six yards per, per play. I mean, they're, they rank in the bottom 15 in a few statistics like yards per play. Um and it really, their only strong spots are Drew Sanders on the defensive end and then Bumper Poole, who I think is even hit or miss at times, but Bumper Poole at linebacker, who's who's decent. So That guy's uh, been there like 15 years now. Yeah. I remember, I, I think he was there when North Texas played them in 2017. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. But it feels like he's been there for a long time. Like that's, Bumper Poole feels like a name I've known for a while. So anyways, um, but yeah, it's, it's, Drew Sanders is the name to know here. Defensive end leads the SEC in sacks. A really, really explosive, explosive player. I saw him at Denton Ryan when he was in in high school. Went to Alabama, transferred to Arkansas uh, after last year, and now is having a really good year. But yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, so that that's that's kind of the defensive side of the ball. I I think LSU is going to be able to put up points here. Um, I'm really confident in that. And um, I mean, after what we saw last week with how the receivers were, were operating, with how the offensive line looked, with Jaden Daniels as comfortable as he is, Arkansas just doesn't have a lot that can really bother them, it doesn't feel like. like I watched the Liberty game, and Liberty was really comfortable for three quarters. And I was like, that's not great. Like, Liberty's a good team, but LSU, I, I believe, is is much better than, than Liberty. Okay, so let's give people a quick rundown real quick on Arkansas – uh, really, I'll give you the cliff notes of what they've done this season because you look at the SEC standings and they're dead last. They're two and three overall in the conference, uh, two and three in the conference, five and four overall. 
So you've missed the mark on where you wanted to be as a program this year if you're Arkansas. There were expectations that you were going to be much better than five and four going into the back end of the season. Um, they came out of the gates and beat Cincinnati, which is considered an, a very nice you know, group of five win uh, in week one. Then they house South Carolina. Then they handled business in the non-con with Missouri State. Three and oh, everything looked fine. Then they lose that two-point gain to AM, who's not even a good team, obviously. They should have won. Uh, on a yeah, on a neutral site in a game, they should have won. So at that point, they're thinking we should have been four and oh. Now we got to go play Bama. Bama absolutely housed them in Fayetteville, uh, 49 to 26. Then they went on the road to state. And I think at that point they had lost back-to-back games. No one's really paying attention to them. Get crushed by state 40 to 17. Now you've lost three in a row. Nobody's paying attention to you. And they went out to BYU, a good BYU team, and crushed them. I mean, that game was close for a little bit, but 52-35 was the final score. They turn around and handle Auburn pretty easily, 41-27. It seemed like things, Matty B, were getting back on track. And then you mentioned you watched the Liberty game. Hugh Freeze's team, which is a top 25 team, even though, you know, you just hear the name Liberty and don't think, okay, they're probably not great. Not a bad team. No. But they lost, and they were – I mean, with how, what, six minutes left in the game? I don't even know if they had scored yet. Yeah, they were down 21 to five going to the fourth quarter and pretty, uh, with seven, they scored with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter to make it 21 13. They scored with a minute left to make it 21 19 and don't convert the two. I mean, it's, um, I, for three quarters, they were thoroughly outplayed just on both sides of the ball. The offense had nothing to it. Uh, KJ did not look comfortable. Um, they, they ran the ball for, I think, three yards of carry, uh, or at least the starting running back, Raheem Sanders, did. Uh, I believe Green, the backup, got loose for a couple. But I – So let me ask you this. Game. Right. Let me ask you this because this is what LSU fans are going to ask. If I pulled up, let's just say, okay, I've got the SEC, 14 teams here pulled up, rushing offense, Arkansas is second in the conference behind Ole Miss. And Ole Miss runs the ball as well as anyone in the country yeah. right now, 270 yards a game, Arkansas is 230. So you think, okay, they run the ball well. Then you look at their defense, I mean – or excuse me, then you look at their passing offense and you see that they're ranked six, which is LSU's five, right behind them. Yeah. Again, we've talked if K.J. Jefferson plays or not, but K.J. Jefferson, 67% of his passes are completed. That's solid. 2,000 yards, that's solid. 17 TDs to three interceptions, that's solid. Rushing for 500, 425 yards and six touchdowns, that's solid. What happened? What did Liberty do to stop all? I mean, those are good numbers. If you run yep. the ball as well as anyone behind Ole Miss and you throw it and kind of run it with your quarterback about middle of the road of the conference, how does Liberty stump you? And it's, it's a, um, like when we watch Arkansas the past two years, they, the offense is good. Like if you just watch it in in a general sense, the offense is good. I thought the receivers well, could not get. Bryles is a great play call. Exactly. Obviously, I yeah. mean they're going to have a good offense. Exactly. So you start there. I just don't didn't think the receivers got any separation in the Liberty game. I thought Liberty covered them really well. Uh, Matt Landers for Arkansas is a good player, but I I just there were so many times where KJ was having to hold on to the ball, hold on to the ball, and then. I don't know if he was 100%, 90%, 80%, whatever it was. They didn't run him as much, even though I think he ended the game with 16 carries, four of those being sacks. Um, it didn't look like he was as eager to, to run the ball. And 
Liberty just did a great job covering their second, uh, covering their receivers. So I, I come away from that game. If LSU can scheme it up correctly in a similar way that Liberty did, I, I think the, I think this comes down. This game really, to me, comes down to if Arkansas can run the ball or not. If Raheem okay. Sanders and Green can have a good, get good day on the ground, and if KJ Jefferson or Malik Hornsby can run the ball effectively, then I think Arkansas has a chance. Do you think that Matt House, LSU's defensive coordinator, and I do has done well scheming against teams that he knows want to run the football. Ole Miss was one of those teams. Yeah, Ole Miss was one of those teams. It felt like they, he kind of forced Jackson Dart to beat him, which he did for a quarter, and then, you know, it kind of went sideways there. Uh, Auburn, I think, obviously, these are all games where they adjusted really well um, after the first quarter. Uh, you know, Auburn, I think Florida State was, was a run team, even though Jordan Travis was there. Um, I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think they've done a good job against run teams for the most part this year. And I, I just really trust Matt House. I've said this mm. numerous times how much I trust Matt House right now. And so there's – while I think Arkansas can scheme up a couple things, I, I think overall in the long run I think Matt House uh, can get it done. Yeah, I, I look, I loved what Denbrock did a week ago. I loved what Matt House has done. Um, I just think this team's clicking right now. I, I've heard from people just talking to people. If you ask Brian Kelly, he's never going to be pleased with their practice weeks. He could always want more from them. But there was a sense that everyone was dialed in again. I think what got them through that Bama week was how dialed in everybody was. Um, they put up that LSU Gold episode, which is kind of like the path, yeah. which is kind of like hard knocks. And yeah. uh, Brian Kelly had mentioned that during Bama week, for the first time all year, they had had like multiple days where every single person on the team didn't miss a class. And then they do those like daily questionnaires. And it was like the first time they had like three consecutive days where every player on the team had filled in the questionnaire yeah. on time. And I guess it was just speaking. Andy had mentioned, I guess they're all hooked up to all their miles per hour stuff. And there was this, you know, whether it was running 19 or 20 or more miles per hour, it was like 15 people or 12 people did it in Tennessee week. And it was like 50 people basically did it yeah. in Bama week. So you can see they're getting stronger. They're getting they're well conditioned as the year goes on, but they're also dialed in. I, I think that for me, that's the biggest thing. If they go up there and play one play at a time and just trust their preparation, they'll win. Also that LSU gold episode was really good. I watched it. Um, so shout out to LSU gold uh, for putting that out. That was a lot of, that was a lot of fun. That was good a episode. episode. Really good episode. Um, I like Matt House's uh, halftime defensive adjustments, which was, <laughs> We're going to win this game with any magical play call that I'm dialing up. Y'all need to go out there and just tackle people. I think yeah, you're was... just listening. <laughs> yeah, that was a really good episode. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I guess the last, I mean, the only other thing that I think we can talk about here before we kind of get into predictions or whatever else, uh, the, the breakout players and stuff. How scared are you of this being a trap game? I don't think, I think, I think it's only a trap game if you made Bama up to be the end-all be-all, which I think this team has done before, whether it was winning or losing, more often than not losing, but it was that so much emotion went into that game 
that when you were done with it, it was very hard to get back up and go another, you know, 10 rounds with an Arkansas team that's scrappy, that's physical that, and I think that's another thing that BAM LSU game oftentimes had just beat the teams up to where LSU would show up the next week and just look, look like they had just gotten in a heavyweight fight and getting taken advantage of. And I think whether it's between their conditioning, their training, all of that mentally, I don't think they're worn down. In fact, it appears that they continue to get stronger and stronger and uh, as each week goes on. So I don't think it's a trap game. I think more than anything, I think Arkansas is just a, a scrappy team that likes to run the football with a play caller in Bryles who knows what he's doing. And if you let them hang around, they will. I mean, they score points. It's just that the other team usually scores more. And the issue with Arkansas this year is, They've yet to put together a game where they've played well, like in every phase, like every week there's been some sort of very glaring issue that they didn't do well. So if they put it together, then all of a sudden it becomes a very, very tough out. So I don't know about trap game. I just think that going to play Arkansas in Fayetteville at 11 a.m. is just a tough game. Uh, yeah. Tougher than Auburn. From, like, this is a tougher game than Auburn was. This is going to be a tougher game than Mississippi State at home was. This is – this is up there in terms of how dialed in they need to be. I truly believe that. And I think that's the message they've given the team, but I will say in terms of trap game, and I put this in my prediction piece, Brian Kelly's won 17 straight in November. Why does that matter? That's four straight years at Notre Dame where they never lost a game in November. And we've heard him talk a ton about it. October is for pretenders. November is for contenders. And I think that now you toss in the Bama game 17 in a row. It's very clear that the head coach knows how to, put the message down to the rest of the team and the coaches and everyone that it's one game at a time. It's one play at a time. It's not looking ahead to Atlanta. It's not saying, well, Hey, if we win this game and Ole Miss loses to Bama, then we're in the sec championship and all's good. Uh, I try, I think they're still blocking all that out, but I did think that, and you saw it in the LSU gold episode. I kind of like how Brian Kelly does bring that stuff up to then reel them back in of, Guys, look, at, yeah, it's our, it's Alabama week, but guess what? Next week you're going to play Arkansas. So this is not the – Alabama ain't the end of the world for you. So whether you win or lose, you need to show back up here on Monday ready to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they won, and now it's all about dialing in. So I think they're fine. I think they know exactly what is suddenly ahead of them, which is a chance to play for an SEC championship. Um, however you want to describe it, perhaps an outside shot at the playoffs, even with two losses. So – all of that is to be figured out down the road. I think they are completely dialed in on this game. I don't think they're overlooking it for one second. Yeah, I agree. All right, uh, some breakout players here. <clears throat> I think – Okay, so we do an offense and defense. Do I get to yeah. go first and, and take let's the most go. obvious one? Yeah, let's Okay, let's go defense play. first. Okay. Give me Greg Brooks, Arkansas, longtime standout Greg Brooks. I don't – it just seems like there's when LSU's needed plays defensively at times this year, he's stepped up in a big yep. way and made a play. Um, I don't, I'm, I could go him or Joe Fusha. I think both Arkansas guys, both these kids who are from Louisiana, who played at Arkansas forever, who got the chance to come back and play at LSU to end their careers, I think they go up there on a mission. I'll choose Greg Brooks just because I think he'll be on the field more often than Fusha. There's a bit more yep. of a rotation at safety than there is with, with, uh, with kind of just Brooks's role in this defense. So I think Greg Brooks makes a big player too. We'll not be surprised if he comes up with a turnover. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. 
Um, I was going to go maybe go off the grid, but I'm going to go Michael Baskerville. I think with this run game, I think the linebackers have to be good. So he's the one I trust the most of the linebackers. Um, I do want to see how much they play DeMario Tolan. We've kind of talked about it briefly, but – and uh, Kelly talked about it. Yeah, Brian Kelly called DeMario Tolan the next Micah Baskerville. So after Baskerville's time is complete, that that would be the guy who fills that role. So they seem to trust him, right? They're playing him more as a true yeah. freshman. Yeah. I mean, I really liked him, obviously, as a prospect. So DeMario Tolan – is kind of my uh, plan, uh, my plan B there, but we'll go with Michael Baskerville there. Offensively, let me think. I want to go. I I really don't trust this Arkansas secondary. Man, Liberty threw it all over them, really. Um, but I do think they rotate their receivers more in this game than they did in the Alabama game. In the Alabama game, they really stuck to Butte and Neighbors the whole time. I think you can keep them a little bit more fresh this game. I think you can rotate guys in and out. Oh, man. Uh, With that being said, I'm going to go – this is tough. Put me back on the Dre train. Okay, then then I'll ride Brian Thomas. Okay. So let's go – because last week I chose Dre and Brian. That was cheating. Neither of them even had a catch. I'm not even sure if they were targeted. Uh, But as you said, it was – it was the Malik and Butte game against Kool-Aid and Ricks yeah. uh, a week ago with Bama. But Brian Thomas was in the game a lot. And Dre, huge blocks. I mean, you look at that Jaden yeah. run in overtime to score on the first play. Brian Thomas is brought, blocking Eli Ricks into the bench, like yeah. off the field completely. So I think those two guys took a lot out of the grind they put in in Bama without the shine, right? Like they didn't even mm-hmm. have a catch. Um, you mentioned Liberty throwing it all over Arkansas, the chance to rotate a little bit more and not have to just have Butte and neighbors out there. Uh, because of that, no doubt the next guys up would be Jare and Brian Thomas. So yeah. I'll go Brian Thomas. I will not be surprised if either of those guys has a big game. Yeah. All right. Um, one thing you're looking forward to seeing here uh, in this game could be anything, either side of the ball, tactically, emotionally. Um, I think it has to be the dial. I just want to see them dialed in. That, I think that's the most paramount thing this weekend. I think the focus has to be there. I don't think that there has been many times this year where I can point to the team and say, boy, they just lack a ton of focus. Uh, that's just not been an issue. Um, but for the first time, you're truly going from the team that was kind of chasing this idea that you're just better than you were supposed to be this year, and that was good enough to warrant a lot of praise to, oh, wait, you can play for the SEC championship. You could potentially backdoor your way into a playoff here if you can win the SEC championship. And we'll get to all that discussion later. But that none of that was in reach until they beat Alabama. So for the first time, they've got a process being in first place, being the team to beat, being the hunted, as Brian Kelly said, going from the hunter to the hunted. Do I think that they've got a lot of teams' best shots already? Yeah, but – now you're moving into that point of the season where teams like Arkansas, teams like A&M would love nothing more than to ruin your season because theirs is essentially over with compared to where they were wanting to be. Yeah. So I think just focusing in on the preparation, maybe that just means clean execution is what I want to see. I said this to you a lot in the Bama game. They tackled so well yeah. against Bama. There was never a point where you were just like, golly, this is getting bad. I think if they tackle well, they execute well on offense, they should have no issues with this game. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go 
I'm going to go with the offensive line. Um, uh, again, I think I, I went them last week. Well, I picked Will Campbell last week as my breakout or as my breakout player, and he was really good last week. So, got that one right. Uh, we'll go offensive line here. I think they move around. Arkansas moves around Drew Sanders a lot. Uh, the one sack that he had against Liberty, he was actually an inside linebacker, and they blitzed him, and it was the, you know, kind of interesting uh, to see them move him around. So that's going to be um, something to watch for is how they continue, how the offensive line stays together and moves with Drew Sanders a bit. Uh, Arkansas brings pressure. They are not just going to sit back and drop eight for the most part. So I think Daniels will be will be able to move and get some rushing yards, but the offensive line. If this offensive line continues to look like what it's looked like the past three plus weeks, this is a team that should win every game on its schedule, like these last three games. Like the offensive line is just playing that well. Like, and that's been a huge revelation for this team because coming into the year, we're like, oh, is Charles Turner going to be your center? Like, we, we didn't, we had, are you going to have two freshman tackles? Yeah, all of that's worked out. They've all been really, really good. Yeah, Charles Turner, I think, has been such an unsung. Yeah. hero piece to this team because I think the fan base counted him out as the guy that like it was almost like they didn't want him at center it was go find somebody anybody but Charles Turner he's not big enough he can't hold up there he wasn't some five-star recruit and the kid came in at 230 pounds probably uh after playing on the Atlanta IMG but they bulked him up and it's very clear that he his ability to communicate call things yes. out like Alabama was doing a lot of stunts, a lot. I mean, all sorts of things to throw at LSU, and their communication was always there. Charles Turner had, and Jaden Daniels had them figured out of where the pressure was coming from. The line blocked the right people. Josh Williams chipped the right people. So, yeah, I, I think Charles, man, I think Charles Turner's in such, for a, a position that we didn't even know they were having to teach people the position this offseason, for him to be where he's at now is really impressive. Yeah, and, and no bad snaps. So and no bad scotch. That was a thing at one point. I forget about that. Yeah, we we forget about that. All right. Um. Well, we'll have our final predictions, like our score predictions, out. But overall feel for the game. Do you think LSU gets it done? Yeah, I predicted LSU to win. Now look, the line is sat at three all week, three and a half. I guess it got up to, but uh, no real change there. Sixties, about sixties. The over under. So. I won't be surprised at all at a 31-27 game, 31-24, something like that. Um, as you mentioned, Arkansas can mm-hmm. score points. Yes. Um, for me, I just want to see if, if K.J. Jefferson doesn't play, I think that's that's yeah. a massive blow for the Razorbacks. So I think for them, they want him to play even if he's a little banged up. Uh, that's something I am watching. But, again, I'll go back to what I said. If they trust their preparation, they go out there and execute, they tackle well, they'll win. Yeah, I, I think, again, this is all assuming I've operated this entire week assuming KJ Jefferson's going to play. Um, Brian Kelly kind of said the same thing in his press conference. He said, you kind of, you know, you're going to have to show me that he's not on the field. So, with that being in mind, I think Arkansas will score some points. I think they'll get in the 20s. I just, I really trust LSU's offense in this game. I think they continue to roll. I think if, I think Denbrock and Kelly have them on the right path, I think they put up. You know, I'll I'll say something. I'm just gonna throw a number out there. I think they put up over 40. So okay. I think I think it's similar I, to the Florida game in a lot of ways. I think they come out looking sharp offensively, defensively might take them a minute to settle in. I think it looks a lot like the Florida game, uh, but I think they win by double digits. I did. Uh, let me see when I did the. Um... And I'll be taking the over. So there you go. Oh, there you go. 
let's see, the 32 point 32 takeaways. I know that there is a threshold here of points if once LSU's hit. Here we go. Uh, 31 points. Uh, no, 30. Lately, 30 points. Okay, so after the Bama game, LSU's won 12 straight when they scored 30 or more. So perhaps that's your your line there. You hit 30, you might win this game. You should win this game. You've won 12 in a row when you've hit 30. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think though. I think if this offense gives Matt House and that defense a 30-point cushion, they'll win. Yeah, I agree. I, I Like I said, I got LSU by double digits um, for my exact Ooh. score prediction. Check out oh. the site. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. Watching that Arkansas Liberty game, and I've I've watched Arkansas before. Obviously, right? We've seen Arkansas throughout the season, just like every SEC team. We've seen them throughout the season, and they've just never really wowed me. They never. They, it seems like they were never able to replace Traylon Burks on the outside. Like they just their offense is is good. It's good, but it doesn't feel like something that is dynamic in the way that it was last year. So, yeah, and, and even that even that BYU win, which is very good for them. Uh, I saw a number of people, I guess that'd be probably their biggest win this year, maybe yeah. Cincinnati. Uh, but I saw a number of people on the Arkansas side say what you just said was probably five to six times last year, they left a game and they're like, damn, Arkansas looked good today. Uh, and they said, look, even with the wins, even BYU, there was never a game you left this year for, as an Arkansas fan or a follower or media and said, man, they put it all together today. They're like, they look sharp out there. So yeah. that would be the first this weekend and they're reeling off some suspensions and injuries, but Hey, 11 a.m. in Fayetteville, 30 degrees, I guess anything could happen. Yep. We will see. We will see That's why they play the game. Exactly. All right. That's all we got for y'all today. We hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you have not already, leave us a like, we appreciate all the support. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the Bengal tiger for $1 for an entire year, still have the hat here. $1 for we a have year. Lots of hats. So lots of hats. Get your get free hat. hat. Yep. Get your free hat uh, on the site. So, um yeah we'll be back after the game uh, again 11 a.m kickoff we'll be here after the game to break it all down so yeah thank y'all for joining us and we'll talk to y'all later madness is here say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed it's time to go dancing on america's number one sports book Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's $200 to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com on3 and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older in present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. 
Stop.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York.